Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. So hell's on the cover of this book. Hell, 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 highway to hell. Oh I, God. I just I thought it was Senna. I did too. Yeah, and uh, I thought well, it was just showing like an evil side of Senna was what I what I thought. But Senna is blonde. That's a good point. Shit. Mm, I should have put that together. I shouldn't have. Yeah. Listen, the way that we fucking okay. Okay, listen, in defense of all of us, every fucking Animorphs book cover, did that kid look exactly like it was described in the book? That's true. No. Therefore, our expectations have been set that we just have to make our best guess. Well, my best guess was not good. Also, who is this man in... That's gotta be Thor, right? Is it? He's on like... The, on, the, on the inside cover of the book, if you're reading along at home. Oh, no. There's a guy with a hammer. Who else could it be with a hammer? I thought that was an axe. He's wearing assless chaps. He is. <laughs> what was the thing where somebody talked about how all ch- all chaps are assless? Yeah, Jenna, when you asked her about yeah, chaps. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, look at all the kids in the corner just staring up. Like, yep. Hey, there's a snake. <laughs> April looks like the Mona Lisa. She does. I'm a snake. I'm a snack. There's a man on me. So yeah, it's it's I mm, it's gotta be Thor, right? Hammer of the gods. But there's Hammer no reason. The there is no reason for it to be Thor. Thor's in the book. He, barely. I would say Thorly, but okay. Yeah, don't 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 spoil my bit. We got to get through the recap. Don't before spoil you. the book, Tim. Don't, yeah, don't spoil the book. Yeah, me? Alexander. <laughs> I'm about to spoil the first half of this book for everyone. <laughs> And that's my job. Now that's Cinna tied to the the post, right? It's a witch. Burn her. That's what you do with witches. You tie them yeah. <laughs> I thought you like see if they float. You can also do that. If mm-hmm. they float, they're a witch. If they sink, they're not? Or is it the other way around? If they drown, they're not. not but a, they're also not yeah, a witch. Yeah, that's right. That's so. right. That's right. That's why it was a no win. Yeah. 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 They're dead either way. Cause yeah. Women suck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is how I reconcile my anger is by joking about it. <laughs> um, so Marco of you. Aw. I miss him and his groceries. God. I'm not ready to confront Chris Grind's interpretation of Marco's groceries. Me either. I'm not ready. Maybe we could shoot him a quick message and ask him to like, can you give us the sketch just to pre-prep us and then we'll be ready for the full color version later. Yeah. (laughs) You know what else I learned today? Hmm. That meds are short for medicine. Did you just learn that today? You know what? I'd heard Austin say that I think a couple of times now, and I thought that was an Austin bit. Austin 
stole our bit. <laughs> and then when Tim said, I thought this was an Austin bit, do you know what Austin said? Nothing. Yeah. He just sat there and took credit. <laughs> Did you see how quickly Dan Dan jumped in there, though? Oh, Dan would never. With the, are you kidding with me? The facts? Dan is our white knight. Yeah. Dan he, is he, our. We were in the Dan van, and I read that out loud, and he said, <laughs> Not today, motherfuckers. <laughs> Not on my watch. <laughs> Not on my Dan watch. <laughs> Like a superhero. He is a superhero. He's like puts on his cape and runs off to right wrongs. That's amazing. He just pulls the cape off the other side of the van, ties it around his neck. He's like, I'm ready. I'm gets, in, gets in the Discord, fixes it. It's, his cape is <laughs> just the curtains the on the van. Yes. <laughs> Oh God! He doesn't even. It's not even like it's tied on. It's like a separate rod, but one is like human rod, and the other one is curtain rod. <laughs> That's what I need. I need a cape rod. I need a rod. Who doesn't need a cape rod. <laughs> and I need like like runners, like drape runners on my cape rod. Think about how much better bullfighting would be if the matador had to like <laughs> <laughs> like each time. So much better. Cape Cod, more like Cape Rod. <laughs> so, what's up, Jaleel? Tim, what do you mean yeah. the second half of the book is better than the first half of the book? The, I mean, it's, it's better. Did you not enjoy the first half of the book? No, no okay, okay. I, I did. Okay. I mean, it, let's be clear here. It wasn't an April book. It was no April book. No, but it was massively better than the first two books in terms of I don't hate this character. Uh, and you learned a bunch about the character. The character, the character, that's pretty interesting. There is more. I guess I'll I'll just call it action in the second half of this book. Okay. So like, yeah, it's not that I didn't enjoy the first half of the book. It's just there wasn't like as much movement in the story as there was in the back half of the book. But it was good. I did like the book. Okay. I did. I do. Good grief! Words are hard today. I still do wish that every book was an April book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I read like the, you know how they give you like a an excerpt of the next book? I did read like the first three words and I put together who was the uh, narrator of the next book. Okay. And I was disappointed and put the book down. <laughs> Alex gonna... is sifting. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I I feel like it's oh, gonna be a David book. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was <laughs> I was really built up hoping for that Senna book. Mm. There is a Senna book. Man, it's not the next one. It's not the next. There is though. I know because Andalite Pixie told us so in the Discord, and Andalite Pixie would never lie to me. I I feel like that's the one where we're gonna uncover the most about Everworld. Maybe it's the last one. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe they go like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and then send a book. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, because they went, you know, with Animorphs, they, they got out of out of line a little bit at the end. So, mm-hmm. or someone dies. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Like partway through. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. That's kind of scary because it's such a good thought. Yeah. Oh, and that's so Michael and Catherine. Isn't it? Or there could be like a book where it's like two perspectives, like that yeah. Animorphs book. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You mean the rabies book? Yeah, the rabies book. Your favorite one. <laughs> My least favorite book. <laughs> Dang it. Now that does, that like maths out. Like somebody's, somebody's doomed. Somebody's gonna die. Casey, what did you think of the first half of this book? Okay, so I gotta be real. Um, I think I read the first like six chapters before I went to Hawaii. Okay. I remember vaguely what happens in the first half, but uh-huh. I, like my experience of this book was a little disjointed. So um, I can't rightly say. Do you like how I've been podcasting for this long and I came in here totally prepared and ready to go and discuss? <laughs> yeah. No, as soon as we start doing the recap, it'll all come back to yeah, you. So it's I'm sure. fine. Yeah. It'll all come back to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I. Uh... I liked it. I didn't think I would. And I, did. I was yeah, like already no, coming yeah. here and be like, fucking Jaleel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was too. No, nope, yeah, I liked it. That, yeah. I agree with that. And he's, you know, like I understand where he's coming from a little more now. Very I much. Like I so. know him. Yeah. 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 You know what? Yeah. I can see why everybody else thought he was annoying and standoffish and all that jazz. But like now that I've been in his perspective, He's the best dude in the yeah. series. Oh, yeah. By yeah. a long I shot. mean, the bar is <laughs> The bar is on the floor, but... And, and he is by no means perfect. No. Yeah, he, he still has his flaws. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I did. I liked this book. Cinna reached new levels of dick whistle. Dick whistle, yeah. Can we go with dick whistle? Sure. We can. So, yeah. yeah. Whatever, whatever implies jerkiness. I think dick whistle implies it. Okay. Well. All right. Good. Good. As long as that that encapsulates, uh, like I thought she was like moderately a jerk. Mm-hmm. Oh no, she is a giant jerk. New level. And she's yeah, just a just unreasonably jerky to Jaleel. To every to all. Yeah. Fuck Everybody it. sucks. Everybody. Okay. Mm. Mm. All right. Yes. So you remember in last book when they were like. Oh, we have a new plan. We're going to, like, you know, unite Everworld, and we're going to unite against Ka'anor and stuff like that. What, Tim? No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. What, what, what you got? I mean, I just I just feel like they didn't really... I just feel like that didn't continue in, in this book. I, I feel like I'm getting the distinct impression I should have read the entire book. Oh, no. No, I... Well, not, not for what we're talking about now. Okay. Like, it, well, it was I, just... There was a, a little thing that happened in chapter 15 that i wanted to that's gonna it, it kind of steers my predictions for the book okay yeah and it wasn't the multi-armed blue alien that was definitely a helmicron turned giant size that they mentioned in a throwaway line no okay because i hyper focused on that and figured that was the entire reason <laughs> we wanted to read the chapter oh no oh i forgot we talked about that yeah yeah shit yeah you guys threatened yeah. me with a Helmicron origin story in the form of Everworld, and now I've hung my entire fucking curtain rod on this particular <laughs> theory. <laughs> oh, no. Are you okay, Casey? You look I stressed. Just, I just, I don't know. I feel like I need to go back and, and listen to all of our Everworlds, because I feel like I'm just losing my goddamn mind. I keep forgetting things. No, I I think you're you're right about things not sort of like tracking 
with some stuff that had happened before. Like, I, I feel like we're on the same page about that. And I'll, I'll explain further once we get to chapter 15. Okay. Cool. Recap. Uh, yeah. Let's, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Sure. I can do that. I say it like I'm not prepared. I've fucking written this whole thing. Why am I acting like I'm not prepared? I'm 100% prepared for this. Okay. Uh, first chapter, one of the shortest ones that I have here for the recap. But it starts out. Jaleel stood at his sink, washing his hands. He had already washed them five times, and he tried to walk away, but seven was the magic number. He had already gotten five, so two more. No big deal. Somehow in the Everworld, this was not really a thing. He could feel the fleas and the lice and the ticks and not care. Like care, but not like care care like this. Uh, But here, things had an order and a number, and it needed to be so. There was only once that he had not needed the number, and that was because of Senaway. That's the first chapter. So fucking much already. Mm-hmm. Yes. This this chapter happened and I like literally right off the bat, I was like, I understand so much. And I immediately like everything like clicked for Jaleel for me. I was like, okay, got it. <laughs> Today when you sent me that polo, when I sent the polo of, of Breaking Dawn and how thick it was and you were like... Oh, yeah, you know, if only she was, like, an author that could sum up something in, like, a couple of pages or something. I was like, this is it. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, as I waved Everworld around while (laughs) bitching about (laughs) Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Masterful. It's, It's, like, okay, it's true, though. Like... The people that are like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so could spend 20 pages describing a tree. I'm like, why are they so inefficient? Why are they such a shitty writer? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying that. I don't give a shit. Come at me. Hang (laughs) on. Hang on. Yeah. Let let me pause it. Let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Tolkien. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to go after Tolkien. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever read those books? Listen, I'm not saying that I'm a fan of him going on about trees for 20 pages but a lot of people are and he's like you know he's at that level where it's like if you criticize him they will all come after you and kill you so i didn't know if that was the the feeling here i love tolkien i've read all of the lord of the rings books the hobbits uh a lot of his other stories and they're incredible there's some stories of his that like uh, like Leaf by Niggle is one of my favorite stories. He is fucking incredible. If I ever read a single sentence of the Silmarillion again, I will jump off the nearest bridge. And if it is not <laughs> enough to kill me, I will find a second bridge to jump off of. And I stand by that. <laughs> How far into the Silmarillion did you get? Fucking like an eighth, a sixth. I got far enough that I had read a big enough chunk that I am like, this is just a list of names and dates. And you know what I can't remember? Names and dates. If you give me an idea, I can fucking remember so much about it. I can remember your facial expressions. I can remember where I was when it happened. I can remember everything. If you give me names and dates, I shut down and I stare at you like, why are you attacking me in this way? I hate this (laughs) so much. So you're a big history class person, right? That was your- Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to hear about how uh, (laughs) What's-His-Face tried to high-five the moon? <laughs> okay, like straight up, you Dave guys. Matthew's band tried to high five the moon. <laughs> oh no! Tom Collins. There we go. Okay, Casey, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say if they had fucking done a, I wouldn't say done a better job in school. I did like all my history teachers, but like 
I learn best like when you contextualize the thing. If you just give me a textbook with all like a, oh, well, this guy and this happened and th- at this time and this was the effect of it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, ugh. But like, I started reading this book about like, like this family that's from South Korea who lives in Hawaii and like the brothers trying to like cross over into North Korea. And I like put the book down and I started reading about like the DMZ zone because I'm like, Oh, like I'm trying to like fill in like what happened actually. Cause I don't know anything about it with the context of the story. And it makes sense. Why the, 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 this thing. And it's like, just, why couldn't they do that when we were in school? You know, when it comes to retention, like there is no physical way to make me retain like facts or or dates or like I will watch an entire TV program on the history of something and then if you ask me one question about what happened I'll be like uh, I don't know I don't, I don't know I think I think maybe this person was there maybe I don't know I can't retain any of that stuff and I don't I don't even know if you contextualize it like. I may enjoy the story more if you contextualize it, but it won't make me remember anything any better. Well, so I went to trivia last week, and one of the questions was, when was, like, Normandy or something? And I was like, oh, I know this. Because of Frontlines! Like... (laughs) That's amazing. Ugh... Because, like, I remember that, and I remember, you know, like, the circumstances, and I got, like, emotionally attached, and it gave me context, and, oh my god, I'm just, I'm so angry. (laughs) Dude, I, I fucking agree with this so hard. Like, that was, I think that's probably why, like, math is my absolute worst subject, because, like, no one ever explained to me why. It's always, with math especially, it's the how. Here's, remember the rules. Remember how this goes. Remember how this fits together. And I'm like, but why? But why though? Why, and why do I have to do it in this order? Oh, you don't know? Oh, there's no reason? Okay, then why the fuck am I here? Let me the fuck out of this class. Like, That's so weird. Why? Like, because math was my good subject. Because you didn't need the reasons why. Like, like you'd go to English class and they would try to tell you, like, you'd read a story and they'll be like, this is what the author meant. I'd be like, fuck, do you know what the author, (laughs) like, I don't know, it's just bothered me. And then they'd be like, you know, you'd go to like some kind of like grammar situation and they'd be like, well, you have to do this, this. And I'd be like, why do I have to? I have to because you just arbitrarily picked that I have to. But then you go to math class and it's just the way that it is. Like there's no, there's no, you know, somebody saying it's right because they decided it was right a long time. It's just, it, it is that way because it is that way. And that's why I think I liked it. Okay, but I would lump grammar more in with math. Yeah. Just because it's like a very structured sort of like, set of rules and also english is a stupid language i'm sorry but like it is <laughs> yeah but the, 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 like i see your point but there's a little bit of my brain that's like who made the math rules the universe who made rules about english latin somebody latin. you know like <laughs> which is also a stupid language. yeah <laughs> i feel like if i don't put a period here what 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 law of universe have I broke? None. That means I can't stop reading and I have to keep saying it in yeah. the same breath. <laughs> yeah, oh. so that's, like, I use, I feel, okay, 
Again, like English is, is one of probably my best. Nope. That's not true. Biology was my best subject, but English was a close second. And that like, I always used a lot of like, here's the period because this, and this is how I want it to sound. So I always did it based on how I wanted it to be read. And to this day, like when I'm writing like any summary, anything like that, it's written in the way I want it to be said out loud. Cause I can hear it as I'm writing it. And like, people are like, well, this isn't technically correct. And I'm like, is it not to indicate what right, I am supposed right, to say? Right. Have I communicated what I meant? Did you understand what I communicated? Mm, sounds like I win, you know? Mm. Uh, that's amazing that, that English was your, that, that you enjoyed English so much, though. Since, you know, French was your first language and everything. It's, it's, um, Actually, on my no, planet, oh, oh. we learned. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, in all seriousness. I don't know how long you went to school in Canada. Uh, like 10, 10 years. How how far away from the French speaking portion of Canada were you? Uh, like six hours. But I like I we were all in like immersive French. Like so, half my okay, school day okay. was French. Half of it was English. When okay, I was there. okay. Like, uh, that's what I was. Holy shit! That's what I was wondering: is how much it influenced it, or is it just like limited to that area? No, it's it's all over Canada it's the law that all of the th- everything has to be bilingual so if you go to the drugstore you get a candy bar you're reading English and French together oh, wow. next to each other and it's that's cool it's gotten more so over the years than it was like back when I lived in Canada but like I would pick up like a box of Smarties and you would read the back and it would be like you'd read everything in English and everything in fr- it you what you would might call like an M&M type candy. yeah I was about to say I those are not Smarties rockets <laughs> yeah those are oh no those are I would. I won't even refer to them as Canadian Smarties because they are so far from what a Smartie actually is. I think you guys just fucked up Smarties royally. <laughs> Smarties are flavored chalk. Rockets are flavored chalk. I don't know. I just assume that America has stolen everything from everyone else. So it's... except their language, we don't speak anything but English. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Like even the stuff that we claim is our own, though, is is usually stolen and then Mm. sometimes modified sometimes not you know i don't know i've been told about like european cadbury or like british cadbury and how like superior it is to american cadbury i'm like but it's all cadbury i don't understand because it's made with real milk versus whatever high fructose corn syrup yeah Mm -hmm. the candy that i was sent from canada as much as i like to mock it did taste better like the canadian Kit Kat bar was better oh than my god right. yeah mm. okay that's all the compliments you get i'm going back to mocking it now okay, okay. Solid. Yeah. Solid. what the anyway. fuck were we talking how did we get here from um, learning and i had okay, okay i have one more thing about oh, learning yeah. that i i will get <laughs> back to we, the summary how did we get here from learning <laughs> we were learning life. together <laughs> <laughs> okay so the best way that I have found for me to learn D&D was one, reading the rule books, but two, if I ever don't understand Aust- like something, I go to Austin and I'm like, hey, contextualize this for me. Tell me why this is the way it is in the history of the world. And because he has such broad knowledge, like literally the other day, I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I understand the difference between like paladins, sorcerers, blah, 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 based on like swearing to what gods and like how that happens and how they learn magic and all that shit. But like contextualize it for me. And I was like 90% right. But like the way that he explained it, I'm like, okay, I 100% get this now. <laughs> like and why it is the way it is. It's so helpful. I love it. I love it when people tell me why. 
Because otherwise, I just want to be an obstinate child and not do what you want me to do. Tell me why. My other thing that was very important to my learning, uh, and this was made very apparent when I went to college, uh, you have those classes where the the teacher tells you to buy the book and then you never use the book oh, because the ugh. teacher teaches your class, right? Yeah. yeah. That's an A for Tim. Then you have the class where the teacher expects you to read everything out of the book and doesn't teach you anything. Ooh, we're going to skate by with a D because I am. This is why I love audiobooks so much. Like reading is quite a chore for me. I'm not very good at it. I don't retain anything when I do it. I'm very slow at it. Uh, I, I, you know, there's about a million reasons. But if you if you if I have a chance to learn something through auditory means uh, auditory. Then I'm gonna get it, you know. I am the exact opposite. Oh, I literally, if you come to me and like, if you call me, especially at work, if somebody calls me and says like, "Hey, you need to do this," there's like, I mean, it's seventy percent chance I'll remember to do it. Like, do it, like understand what they want. If you write it to me in an email, like, and I can read what you want for me, I. I get that way faster. Generally, some people are really shitty at writing emails, so I just got to read it. Yeah, or see it or see somebody do it. This is the other thing. Like, you know what? D&D is another good example. If you just left me with like a core rule book, I'm going to throw the thing in the fireplace and never play the game. But because so many people put out such good podcasts with such good stories, that's how I, you know, retain mm-hmm. any piece of it. And then any gaps that I have, which are monstrous and and many people like Austin are there to fill. I just, none of that, none of that, nothing in any type of game rule book makes any sense to me. But if I have the chance to practice it, like even like regular tabletop games, if you if you just left me with the instructions, I'll be like, Rrr. oh my god, yeah, caveman angry, and then yeah, I'd set I make everything Matt on fire. Do all the rule explaining. Yeah. I'm just like, I'll pop out the pieces from this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but if yeah, if I get somebody to kind of walk me through it one time, mm. I'll be like, I am expert. I run game next. Oh my god, YouTube, I can't yeah. like. I fucking fixed my own car headlight because of YouTube because mm-hmm. I saw somebody mm-hmm. do it and I'm like, okay, I got this. Yep. Uh, yep. But if somebody were to try to like write instructions for me oh to do it. Oh my God. Yeah. No. That's I learned how to replace a fuse in my car because somebody left written instructions online. Oh, you're a monster. Why? I don't understand how your brain works that you can just read and retain things. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't understand this whole method of communication, this written word. And then the fact that you can achieve goals by reading. I I don't understand it. This is making so much more sense why, like, Tim and I communicated exclusively through Facebook Messenger for, like, a year-ish? Over a year? And then suddenly we're like, Tim, we have this new app called Marco Polo. I I never get messages. Like, I do. But, like... It's 90% Marco Polo now, and it's making so much more sense to me. But there's days where, like, you'll respond to something I've said, and I'm like, I, I have no fucking idea what just happened. Where can I review the com? And, like, we can, but I'm like, where can I read the conversation so I know what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, we need a court reporter for, for our conversations. Oh, my God. We just need, like, a fucking scribe to tell us what's going on. 
Oh god, Alex, another <laughs> magic trick that you do that I can't do is like you can read and listen to like talking at the same oh, time. Yeah. <laughs> I have no fucking idea how you do that. I cannot. Oh. It literally, it just feels different. It just comes in different. It's like two different things. That's not a thing that ha- do you mm, if I am reading something. Like we've already established that I am yeah. not good at reading that I get distracted that if there is people talking within like I don't know, we'd say a square mile. I'd be like, "Shut up, I'm trying to read. I can't focus." There's no way that I could have two sources of input, one of them reading and, and mm-mm, mm-mm. it slows down my reading speed some, but like I can I can take it in. Amazing. Oh my god. I can draw and listen to people talk cuz I did it all through school. Mm-hmm. Um so like most of the time like if I'm listening to like podcasts or something, I'll do it while I'm drawing. But if yeah. I'm like doing like work or typing or something, I'm like, I can't listen to this right now. I got to oh. do music or some shit. I'll start typing what they're saying. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh. The same thing. If I try to send a text message while somebody is talking to me, 100% guaranteed I am not listening to anything you're saying. Because if I am, I am sending what you're saying to the person that I'm trying to. <laughs> Yeah, I have like a retractable wall that goes up in my brain that yeah. like will bounce one of the two things off of it and just be like, no, only one input here. Yeah. Oh shit! I, do, I am the world's worst about like I will have a thought. Like I was like, mm, I need to check my email, and then I'll pick up my phone and something else will catch. Oh, Alex texted me. I'll read the text message. Why did, why, I, mm, I, mm, there was a reason I picked up my phone. There was a reason I picked up my phone. There was a reason I picked up my phone. And then I just live in that hell where it's like, no, something was important to me like one minute ago and now it is gone. Oh God. I have to drop things constantly Yeah, because it's like, I will forget this in like two seconds. So I Mm -hmm. have to do it now. Mm -hmm. Like it it just started happening within the last few years and I don't know what it is and I hate it. I think it's pretty much been me most of my life. Okay. But it's gotten worse. Definitely. But it's like, how do you, how do you lose it? How do you lose it in three seconds? How is it just gone? And like, I have this like frustration, this like physical, like tension of like, that was important. Mm -hmm. And then you realize it. You're like, it wasn't important. (laughs) It wasn't. It wasn't. Why was I so worried that it was important? I'm so glad I'm not alone. So we made it through one chapter on the read. Yeah, do you want to go to the next one? <laughs> All right. Two weeks the kids had been traveling. They were gross and smelly and dirty, but they didn't have many other options. They had come across a town early on where they stayed for two days in exchange for their traveling minstrel show. They had found a routine now with April singing, Christopher telling jokes, and Jaleel telling stories. But after two days, the town, which was already struggling to support its own sickly and starving residents, sent them on their way. They handed over some peasant bread, some small apples, and some rancid cheese. And now that they had run out of those things, or most of those things, the kids were hunting a pig. Well, they were arguing while watching a large pig. And then the pig turned and charged at them, and David lined up his sword to cut this pig down, but it crashed into him and cut his leg open. Then it was on Jaleel, and it was lunging at his face and knocking him over, and its teeth and its tusks were flashing, and Jaleel was trying to push it off desperately and coming to the realization that he was about to be killed by this pig when suddenly the pig just stood up, backed off of him, walked a few steps away, and then turned around and said, Give me all your apples. So they handed over all the apples. I am not going to lie. As soon as I read that line, I was like, 
I kind of love this book series. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I haven't given enough credit to this book series as we've been going along. It's like fucked up Narnia. Yeah. 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 I feel like the first two books, like, must have come from a place where, like, something was happening. Like, there was a reason that these were, like, just kind of so weirdly not not at the level and like all of a sudden it's like everything just like shoop, okay now we're back at like apple grant level of cool yeah. shit happening yeah so i i don't know it almost felt like roger rabbity about that whole exchange like i don't know like it felt like super like like intense and then the when it just stood up and talked to him i was like there we go <laughs> there we yeah. go yeah everworld i love that i love that like I love that it was just this intense, like, battle, epic, like, cutting each other down, blood spatter and everything. And then the pig was just like, this is a robbery. (laughs) (laughs) Stick them up, bub. This next chapter is very short, so I'm just going to cover this one, too, while we're here. Uh, We get a recap of what the Everworld is. Like, this next chapter is just the, like, my name is Jaleel, and I can't tell you my last name. Or This is basically the Everworld version of that. Uh, So we're like... Basically, the only things we get from this chapter is like, there's magic. He's mad. There's magic. Also, everybody has a last name in this series. It's David Levin, Christopher Hitchcock, April O'Brien, and he's Jaleel Sherman. And this is Everworld, where the rules don't apply and the points don't matter. The whole chapter. That was it. There might have been something else there, but I, I doubt it. With the last name thing. Oh, yeah. It was weird to get everybody's last. Like, I forget how quickly I buy into the we don't do last names thing until they present <laughs> me with the last name. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. It's like this is why everything's going wrong for y'all. You gave up your last name. This is what happens. Your last name. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, and then I got scared if it was David Levin or David Levine. Oh, <laughs> like Adam Levine. Yeah. So I panicked. Anybody got any good Adam Levine jokes? Now's your time. He is a joke. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I was good. I don't know anything about him either. I like how April has the most Irish name in the world. Yeah. And they keep making fun of her, like, red hair. Green eyes. Pale complexion. Huh? What was her name again? O'Brien. O'Brien, that's right. Because I... <laughs> why did it have to be so close to April O'Neil? I know. Same. Yeah, I've like, had I can't, same I can't undo head. that. No. Uh, yeah. Your, your Adam Levine question has left me feeling marooned. Oh. Times... Five times over. Like, literally, I can't think of a single Maroon 5 song right now. Sugar. Um, Sugar. That's one. Sunday morning. No, I don't know. Animals. They did animals? It's like animals. It's a weird sentence. No. In this podcast? No. I almost said Taking Back Sunday. That's a band. Yeah. And not. <laughs> you never know. Moves like Jagger. Oh, yeah. That's an annoying song. I can't work any of those into jokes. Oh, my God. So you know how earlier today we were doing bits about uh, the other band whose songs we were doing bits about, Panic at the Disco? Yeah. 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 I afterwards Googled songs after I made the joke of like the two song names that I knew to try and make more jokes. And they credited them with Bohemian Rhapsody, which they covered. They did a cover, yeah. But they credited that, and then I shut down, and no. I didn't do any more jokes. <laughs> that is wrong and not correct. Not correct at all. 
It's, I love that. Just like, hmm, I no longer feel the joy I need for goose. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> I will make no more jokes. Ugh. All right, shall I do another chapter? <laughs> sure. Yes. Okay, another day of wandering through the forest, and the path was becoming darker. And at the same time, nicer. They were walking alongside a river most of the way, which was cool until they came to a crossing. And in this river, there were large, flat, and most surprisingly, sun-warmed stones. Clearly, a trap. Julia listened as David was like, I'm going to lead this group to safety. We're going to go up the river. Everything will be fine. And Christopher's like, let's go back and get the talking pig and go to the real world. Sell tickets to watch him talk. It'll be like a whole babe thing. <laughs> and Julia's like, Christopher's a fucking moron. He said other things, but I think we could sum it up with Christopher's a fucking moron. But anyways, when April chimed in, it was to tease Julia, saying, like, I feel as though through the crystalline force of this world, we should go up river. And Julia was like, all right, all right, we could go up river. You're funny enough. So they went further up the river, and David's like, we'll cross here to avoid them, whoever they are. And uh, David's like, yeah, some enemies with kayaks are going to descend on us. And Julia's like, it could be a fucking mermaid, bro. This is the Everworld. It could be a fucking mermaid. Why are you worried about kayaks? That's such a pedestrian concern. It's correct. Anyways, uh, they start wading across the river. And things quickly got out of hand. Uh, the water was coming up to Jaleel's chest and pulling at him. And his sword's weighing him down. And he's, like, trying to scramble up there. And April was even shorter than him. So he reached out a hand to help her, which was good because she was, like, drowning. And this might have worked if his next step hadn't taken him into space, open space. And he tumbled under the water and got swept down the river. And he was trying not to let go of April's hand, but as he was banging off the rocks, he finally had to. And he was pushed under and he's like sputtering and trying to come up for breath and getting pushed under again. And finally something grabs him and pulls him up. And he realizes it's April who's grabbed onto him and is sitting on one of the rocks and is like pulling him out. And he manages to scramble up there and sits next to her like heaving. And they're like, okay, I guess we're good to cross at these nice rocks that were placed here for crossing. This will work. Good. I have to, I have to take umbrage with something that you just said. Okay, cool. <laughs> you said that a kayak is very pedestrian. <laughs> a pedestrian has no mode of transportation, and a kayak is indeed a mode of transportation. I meant it wasn't a mermaid, Tim. <laughs> a mermaid can't be a pedestrian because they can't walk. Exactly. Oh, a mermaid is a non-pedestrian answer to that question, Tim. A mermaid, a mermaid cannot be a pedestrian. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat, Tim? <laughs> if you have a kayak and you are using that kayak, you are not a pedestrian. What are you? European. That's the only thing I can think of with that dumb joke. That's when you're in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, you are a kayakist. That's so weird. I don't think that's that, a word. doesn't work. Kayakestrian. Kayaki. You're a boat captain. A seaman. <laughs> no. Doesn't work unless you're ocean. Kayaking. You want to know? You want to know what level of thirteen-year-old boy you are? Huh. Get somebody to say semen in front of you and see how much you laugh. That's how you know how much of a thirteen-year-old boy you are. Correct. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's still why submarines are the funniest concept in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
because they're a big dick joke. Yeah, because they're long and hard and full of semen. <laughs> Come on, Tim. <laughs> well, I bet Alex was quite the handful in the eighth grade. Yep. <laughs> I can only imagine like a river that has just like a crosswalk. Like going across the top of it. Like a yep. little bridge. Yeah. <laughs> just a little like don't walk sign right there at the water. I think the kids were right to be suspicious though. Yeah. Yeah. They were right to be suspicious, but like the plan wasn't good. No. You know why the plan wasn't good? Because April is not in charge. Yeah, April should be in charge. April should be in charge. Fuck off, David. Fuck off, David. Fuck off, David. <laughs> yes. Something that has been said many times on this podcast. Many times. Mm-hmm. By and us. I feel like I'll continue to say it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, you ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Since they made it across the very crossing they tried to avoid and were now soaking wet, they felt very stupid. But they kept on. And quite suddenly, the forest gave way to an open meadow. It was like somebody just cut the side of the forest off like the edge of a cake, and in front of them, a beautiful meadow dipped down and then rose up into a mountain with a strange gray scar across the land where some plant matter had started to grow over, but mostly it was shitty. On the other side was a squat village with low walls and low square castle buildings, which gave the impression they were abandoned. Just outside the city limits was a small building where smoke was rising, and Jaleel was like, ah, yes, a bakery. And everybody's like, how the fuck do you know it's a bakery? And he's like, because I do research in my spare time, you fucking idiots. Every time we go back to the real world, I go to the goddamn library and find out some more information about the fucking world that we're in. You idiots. (sighs) So anyways, this is where I really, like, started. Like, I was really like, Jaleel, my guy. I get you. So anyways, he started to explain how, like, all of the bakers would bring their bread to the place because, one, they didn't want to let fire in the town because they didn't know how to deal with fire super well because they didn't have, like, firefighters. And so they would all take their breads and bake them outside of the town. There was also this very strange thing that they noted as they got close to the kitchen, which was, like, all the bakers were, like, blind and following this rope. This does not come up in part one again, so I'm very curious if this ever comes up at all again. Because this was a very cool detail to me that, like, I was like, what the fuck? Anyways, they see guards, but the guards don't really give a shit that they're approaching the town. And that's when they realize, like, hey, these guards are here to keep people in? And that's that chapter. Prison. 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 Got prison vibes. Oh, yeah, it is a it is a prison. Yeah. But I mean, like, as soon as they said that, they were like, oh, it's supposed to keep people in. I was like, hmm, it's a jail. But yeah. a jail for what is what I thought. What not? What is it not for in this world? It's not for crimes. That's what I that's what I gathered later. But like at first I was like, oh, these guys, this is where they send their 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 villains. Their okay. Villains. But what would constitute a crime in Everworld? Not murder. Uh, being a man apparently you know what hmm you've changed yeah, this for me i agree <laughs> <laughs> i was about to say it doesn't sound so bad <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> i had to contextualize it for you alex you did you did <laughs> i appreciate your pronunciation of that word <laughs> mermaids can't be pedestrians 
You know you are going to man jail for mansplaining prison. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it count if it's a goof? Oh, crap. It's not no. a goof. That's legit why they were there. Oh, no. Mm. I think it'll depend on if I press charges or not, maybe. <laughs> or maybe if you just walk too close to it. That's, yeah. What you thinking, Casey? I was trying to make a mermaid goof, and I, I can't think of one. <laughs> It'll it'll happen, maybe. It will. Someday. Someday. You just gotta king trying something like that. There's a pun in there, because it's king triton and keep mm-hmm. trying. Just keep mm-hmm. combining those words. It'll work out eventually. I like it. It's not good, but it could be. Mm-hmm. We're workshop. Mm-hmm. Can it? Straight to man show with you, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, this next part. Almost cool, but we're not quite at the cool part yet. No, we are at the cool part. Okay, so they decide to avoid this town. Rightfully so, I would say. Uh, And they notice this column of people being marched towards them, or what seemed to be people between knights on horseback. But they were yoked, and there was whips cracking, and the pace was, like, being picked up as they are approaching this town. And that's about when they notice, like, oh, hey, those aren't, those aren't humanoid people, all of those things. And they're like, okay, definitely let's get the fuck out of here. So they turn, they start to like casually walk away as if they weren't causing trouble. And that would have been great had very soon after three knights on horseback not come charging up. But alas, they did, flying at them at a speed that was unprecedented. And it soon became clear that the reason for this was because these horses had extra legs coming out at the knees, which was wild. Anyways, the kids tried to continue along super cash, but one of the knights came up and knocked Julia flying, like straight up just ran into him, didn't pull a weapon, just ran his horse into him. And Jaleel went tumbling and then stood up and watched as this knight wheels around. And there's like two smaller knights that are letting out these like strange mechanical laughs. And there's one large Asian knight who's like, shut up, idiots. And the knights are like, hey, you missed the city. And April puts on this big smile and is like, oh, no worries. We decided not to go there. And the knight was like, ha ha, many have made that choice. And you are welcome to go on, but these boys must come with me. And they're like, what if we don't want to? And he's like, well, you can walk in or you can be yoked and whipped in. You choose. And the boys are all like, let's party in the city. Um, These horses are fucked. These, this, this would not work. I, yeah, I had a hard time with this. Hey, I just looked it up. In Norse mythology, Slepnir is an eight-legged horse ridden by Odin. Yeah, that's Odin's horse. We, we that was on the Horse Girls quiz one that time. That was on the Horse Girls quiz. Mm-hmm. That oh, I feel like it also had relation to Loki somehow. I feel like it did. It was like the yeah. Loki had sex with it, or it made love to the whole. Wait, it was like Loki's child horse that he the had child, had sex with a real horse. The child of Loki and. Svalafari? Yeah, I don't remember who. I remember that, though. A stallion, yes, is a regular horse. Astounds me that we remembered something from one of the horse girls quizzes. Yeah, that is impressive. Yeah. Sometimes ridden to the location of hell. Oh, now it makes sense. So we should have seen the writing on the walls had we known anything about mythology. So what, what Casey just did there... This is this is an epic writing adventure from Casey. Casey foreshadowed 
contextualizing things and how we would learn it better and then just did it later in the story in the in the second act of oh this podcast i'm never gonna forget this now i know I'm like, we're just this is like we're on like casey's magic school bus and she's just taking us around I'm the miss frizzle <laughs> she is a miss frizzle <laughs> Never mind the fact that I completely butchered the names of, of Greek things. Greek? There's Norse? no way to know. <laughs> Dear God. There's no way to know what they're saying. When they said extra legs starting at the knees, I was like, no? Yeah. I, what? How could that possibly pose an advantage? But like, no now way. it makes sense no, that it was it a thing. No, no, it makes sense that it was a starting thing that we just knee? didn't catch. Oh. Like it was a, yeah, it was a, it was a reference to something. That does make sense that it was a reference. Mechanically, this still, doesn't. still does not make sense to me. It seems like what you would do is run on four legs and just have four Dangly extra legs bits. sticking off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just flap. <laughs> like, even octopus pull up their extra legs to run. That's true. They do. How many legs do they run on? Two, generally. Maybe four. Is that is that real? I think so. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an octopus run. Oh boy, we have more videos to send you after this call. I've never seen an elephant fly. No. There was a long time when they thought octopuses were aliens, and then somebody like debunked that. Well, that's what I was like. I I, I like to ignore the part where they de- debunked it because I really <laughs> like the idea of octopuses being aliens. They're so fucking smart. Yeah. Have you seen my octopus teacher? No. No. Oh. It's I good. just learned a really cool fact about octopus, though, earlier Tell this week. Them. <laughs> Tell they, were, they were an educator in the school system that Casey went to. <laughs> That's a Netflix documentary. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my octopus teacher? <laughs> You've never introduced She's me to your great. octopus teacher. <laughs> she made me cookies once. That was great. Anyway, what's your fact? <laughs> uh, my fact was that they they figured out that octopus cannot see into the red spectrum, so they now, when they are making like habitats where they need to observe the octopus, they put red like literally water bottle jugs in there, like literally because huh. they're like yeah because we can take them out and we can look at the thing through the clear plastic bottle that is red, and you know what the octopus sees black cavern. Their their pupils huh. do not change a bit when they shine lights in through the red because they can't see into that spectrum, so they think they're in a dark cave, and we can see. All of what they're doing in there. Creepy okay. and cool. So octopuses would be ineffective pedestrians also. They would not know not to cross the street. Uh-huh. Or stop at stop signs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or brake lights. They would not, they, yeah. that would not make a singular difference to them. Or fire trucks. So if I get in an Uber and an octopus is driving, I should just get right back out of that Uber. My God, no. Is- you stay in that Uber because that's a story. <laughs> My octopus Uber. <laughs> My favorite Netflix documentary. Oopterpus. 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 That sounds like a dog name, doesn't it? This come here, Oopterpus. Yeah, come here, little Oopterpus. He was born with eight legs, so we called him Oopterpus. <laughs> He's like Sletnir. Sletnir and Oopterpus. My dogs. <laughs> Sounds like a Norse kids cartoon. <laughs> you have Tom and Jerry. We have slept like, near Oh, I was thinking it was like the Norse version of Bluey or something. Oh, 
Like what it's the it, exact like... same show. It's just Ooptopus <laughs> and Schlurpnir. Muppet Babies, but with Norse gods. I oh. don't know anything about that. <laughs> you understand the concept. You don't have to rage at the word Muppet. Like, you get it. You, you don't like, like Muppets. Shift. I know. <laughs> She's like, no, we're not playing anymore. <laughs> I'm not playing in the space with you any longer. <laughs> I'm taking my toys and leaving. <laughs> my toys which are not Muppets I have no Muppet toys none of them are Muppets I don't like those toys <laughs> I really am a tyrant toddler king sometimes <laughs> okay so like what? what's with the babies why are they gods I okay uh, no I was just saying when we were talking about Norse Norse animated shows for kids it would be like Baby the guts. Muppets aren't animated, Tim. The, the Muppet Babies are. Why? Oh, yeah. Are you asking me for why they made artistic choices? Yes. I don't know. Perhaps it was cheaper to animate the Muppets. There is no way animation's mm. cheaper than puppets. You don't know. Casey? I bet you Jim Henson was costing them a pretty penny to puppet. He demanded, he demanded much money. Two dollars. <laughs> it almost seems like, like a choice to completely separate the Muppet Babies, like an aesthetic choice to separate them from regular Muppets. This makes sense. But it is not cheap to animate, which is why all of the streaming services are canceling all of their animated series right now. Because they were making that sweet pandemic money, and now that people are going out and having adventures in, in the grass, they're like, oh shit, we overhired and we overproduced, and now animation's for kids. Fuck them. <laughs> anyway. Adventures in the Grass was the working title of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> My aunt pet. My aunt teacher. Yeah. <laughs> If you said it too fast, it'd become my anteater, and that just confused people. <gasps> oh, Helmacross. Helmacross. <laughs> I was just going to make a joke about how my aunt teacher was the name of the fifth Animorphs book where they met the ants, but then you did the Helmacross thing. It's synergy. Oh my God, same brain. That would be the name of the Animorphs book that I wrote is the synergy. That would catch on in corporate America. I know. I know. They love that word. They do the love that word. low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> the ROI. But it would stand for something else. I don't know what yet. That's what I should do is just take business acronyms or initialisms. And that's an initialism. It's not an acronym. I should take business initialisms. I think the synergy is the Pemolite crystal. Oh. You think so? Mm-hmm. Because it could reprogram the chi? Mm-hmm. And make them an effective fighting force? Yeah, make them actually like helpful and cool and, you know, somebody that we might want to keep around as opposed to fucking Eric. You're really, really pushing hard against this whole chi apologist thing. Like we all know how you really feel. Oh, like I know you're putting you're, you're you're putting this up to try and fight what people think about you, but we all know. I would rather watch all of the Muppets than apologize for a singular chi. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You're backing her into a corner to strike. <laughs> no, 
Now I have the Bluey theme song stuck in my head. I'm just going to get... heard it. I, like, every Christmas, I'm going to send you a Muppet puppet. I don't know what I'm going to do. Till they fill that. your house. <laughs> I don't think they're going to stay in the house. <laughs> I'm going to get... I'm going to get Scott to build a tiny balcony in your basement, and then we're going to put the two Muppet old guys that sit in the balcony. Tyler and Waldorf. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to take all the money that I have in any sort of savings. I'm going to buy a condemned house. I'm going to fill this condemned house with the Muppets. And then one Christmas, I'm going to send you a video of me lighting it on fire. (laughs) But before you do, you'll get visited by three ghosts. (laughs) Oh, no. Muppet Ghost Muppet from ghost. the Muppets Christmas Care. <laughs> and they're going to try to convince me not to do this thing, but at the end, I will not learn the lesson that Scrooge does. No, I will burn that down. And then the Muppets will take you to both New York and space. And Treasure Island. And Treasure Island. <laughs> because those were all Muppet stories. I don't think space is a Muppet story. <laughs> yeah, Muppets, Muppets from Space was definitely a movie. Are Muppets in space? <laughs> you know who right. probably did like the Muppets? Flight of the Concords. Chris Grine. Hell. Probably like the Muppets. Why would Hell like the Muppets? I'm a I'm segueing and putting oh. us back on track. Okay. They don't call you the Paul <laughs> Thanks, <Jim>. podcast. Okay, <laughs> 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 I'm continuing. And I cannot be stopped. <laughs> As they were escorted into the city, the guards' strange laughter clicked, the symbol on their chest placed. They were eunuchs. That's right. We all know what they are. We've all seen Pirates of the Caribbean. The kids were taken over a bridge that had them cross over a dirty moat. It had been hastily built, but it did the job of keeping people in. The guards were like, hand over your weapons. And they're all like, no. And David's like, I got the sword from Galahad. God. And then David drew the sword. Julio's like, no time to think. Just got to draw my sword in solidarity. But no sooner had he done that than the ground below him shifts and draws him away from David as the bridge began pulling back. In no time, he was too far to help at all, and he could only watch as one of the giant guards knocked David upside the head, and he went stumbling to the ground. And then they grabbed his ankles and his arms, and they pulled him down, and they held him apart, and they're like, you can keep your sword if you give us the jewels. Which... It's a wild threat. And uh, eventually David's like, just keep the sword. Yeah. I'll keep I'll keep it. I'll keep the family jewels. Thank you. And so this guard goes to grab the sword. And as soon as he touches it, his skin blisters up and he drops it. And that had never happened before. Not when any other one of those kids picked up that sword. So they're like, I, I don't know what the fuck this is. And all of these eunuch guards are like, witchcraft. And then they're like, okay, you can keep the sword because witchcraft. David's like, I promise not to raise it against any man in the city. And Jaleel's like, or woman. And then he's like, yes, or woman. And they're like, you can keep your cool sword. That's that's what happened. I was like, what else were they going to do, though? There was no other. He didn't have to promise a single fucking thing. Yeah, I was like, I, I, nobody else can move it. It's just going to lay in the middle of the floor. And then somebody will complain about how it's a mess or a trip hazard or something. So, like, you pretty much have to take it with you at that point. It's a trip hazard. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's a trip hazard. <laughs> somebody puts a caution cone next to it. Yeah, puts little <laughs> Everworld cones around it. <laughs> uh, 
fuck. What was the thing where they couldn't touch the thing because it was like bonded to the person? Mjolnir. Let's say can't lift it because it's yet to be yeah. good. Yeah. I was like they got burned or something. I don't know. I feel like that's from something. Oh, I it's mean, definitely from something. I know I that just in, can't think of what it is. I think in Judge Dredd they had guns that were that way. Where you you had to be the person who the gun was like assigned to. Mm-hmm. Or else it would do something to you. Or was that the fifth that, element? I don't remember. There's some movie Multiple. or show or something where that is the case and then somebody in the show gets like their eyes replaced or something like that, or like something happens yeah, and the weapon doesn't recognize them and then turns against them. This has been stuff we don't remember with Tim Ellis and Casey. <laughs> There's like people screaming at us right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, that would be a great podcast. We'll just go on and just be like, there was this one thing I think maybe. And they'll be like, I don't remember that. And that's the whole podcast. <laughs> the most infuriating. <sighs> Can I talk about this next chapter? I'm very excited. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so they walk into this city and like almost... 70% maybe were like people people but they're like with every hair and skin color imaginable and weird eyes that went from like milky white all the way to pitch black but then there were fucking dwarves and not like the garden gnome dwarves they were like big giant ass like badass drawers drawers it's a fucking gnome you guys yeah <laughs> did she did she just say not the garden gnome dwarves yeah not the garden gnome dwarves wouldn't those be gnomes yeah, but like you know what I'm trying to say, like not like Snow White dwarfs, like, right? Okay, all right, Lord of the Ring dwarfs. Yeah. So, sorry, and then I said drawers, and I was in my own crisis state <laughs> when you two were having a fucking conversation over there. <laughs> uh, and there are some elves, and then there's the Kuhatch, and then there's fucking centaurs. There's a goddamn centaur, at least one centaurs. Uh, the only thing that was similar between all of these beings was that almost every single one of them was a, was a male and they were all terrified. And then the next thing they notice is they're like, we smell food. And then one of them's like, I smell death. And they turn a corner and they see these men with these giant like scythe things and a cart being pulled by oxen. And they're just scraping this decaying gray goo off of all of like the roofs and shit around them. So that's the city. Hooray. The Sinchals. The centaurs. I was hoping that the centaurs would be blue and have extra fingers. But I did oh. not get my wish. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No wishes for Tim. Just tie it all together. See, that's why I was so sure that you were pointing me towards a Helmicron reference. Mm-mm. No. Only Andalites mm. for Tim. Andalites for Tim. <laughs> I forgot the Helmicrons had extra arms. So I did not even notice that. And extra extra legs. Extra I, limbs, I think was no. what they said. That made me think Helmicrons. I can't I can't for the life of me picture what a Helmicron Chaos might look like to this a day. Triangular head. Yeah. Yeah. Globule red eyes. Why have you memorized this? Oh, that's right, you read it. So it's burned into your brain. The hatred. And four legs. <laughs> and they wore silver suits. They groveled quite a lot. <laughs> Alex is like, know thy enemy. <laughs> well, when you when you contextualize something <laughs> and you associate it with a strong emotion. 
I have so many strong emotions about the Helmicrons now. And like one is I did not like them. And then now, because of the goddamn D&D Christmas shit, I fucking love them. Because yeah. of Gerard. <laughs> we have not defeated the Red. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Such a good bit. I like the square yellow one. <laughs> oh Gerard really does love Spongebob. He does. <laughs> Like, okay, but the Helmicrons would love Spongebob, like, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, I bet they would really identify with Plankton, though. Yeah. Oh. Why are there no Helmicron action figures? Like, Because I, they didn't fit the standard mold. when make, Like, because the Animorphs toys were all just Transformer-based models that were painted differently. And the Helmicrons having four legs didn't fit any of the base models of the toys that they were selling. I'm going to Etsy right now. <laughs> oh man if there's a Helmicron toy on Etsy I'm buying seven and you're all getting one hell there, yeah there is someone on Etsy who's making this like Animorphs AI art it's not good oh no it's not good don't like that I mean I already don't like AI art and now I'm like oh stop this isn't even good nope no Helmicrons mm. once again disappointed I wonder if I can get somebody to make a 3D print like model of a homocron. Hey, listeners, anyone of you build 3D models? Yeah. <laughs> oh, get Chris Grind's friend who did the um the the truck ship for him for graphic novel three. Text him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> give me your friend's name. Hey, give me your friend's contact information. I need a homocron. Give me your friend. Send him to my house. <laughs> Anyways, speaking of ruining people's lives, the kids were taken to a hotel room with only two beds, and certainly they were riddled with fleas. David opened the shutters on one side, well, kicked them open because they were rusted shut, and when it finally opened up, they saw the mountain with the terrible gash down the front of it, and they could also see the pathway winding down in front of the mountain where there was a big black kind of pit cave entrance there, and it made their hair stand on end. And Jaleel's like, okay, so scientifically this is not sound, but maybe there is some primal instinct that's making all of my hair stand on end that I just don't understand yet. Heading out to the town to look for food, they stumble into a pub situation. Cool little pub, communal tables, beer, cheese, bread. A literal pub. And uh, this old crone comes over and is like, what can I get for you? And uh, Chris was like, beer. And everybody else is like, tea, please. Boiled water, tea. We are children. And Christopher's like, because Christopher's a dick. Uh, anyways, they were sitting next to these like dwarf guys that were drinking because Jaleel was like, hey, if we sit next to them, eventually we can like get the conversation to like come over to us. We can ask them questions about where we are. Right? Yeah. So they're going to do that. But first, the important thing, uh, they eat a lot of bread. There's just, they eat so much food. We, they talk quite a bit about how hungry they are, how much food they ate, how intense they went. We're all good. So anyways, drunk guys now. Now we can focus on the drunk people next to them. Uh, Jaleel starts going like, hey, what's this city called, I wonder? I wonder if this city has a name. If only someone near me knew the name of this city. And finally, one of the drunk guys is like, fucking stop. We don't do that here. <laughs> And then the other guy who is drunk, more drunk, is like, let me tell you why we don't say that here. This is a city of men. And then there's this pit. 
and <laughs> now I'm just singing the Parks and Rec. We all in the pit. Um, that's not what happens. Uh, he starts talking about how this road is like this terrible pathway, and the pit, if they can survive, is how they can get to the old world. And all four of them are like, oh my God, the old world. That's exactly where we're trying to go. So the pit goes to the old world, and the guy's like, no, I told you if they survive, they can go to the old world. Doesn't make any sense. And then he just starts talking about his brother, who was the bravest man he ever knew, and how his own brother tried to claw his own eyes out and cried and sobbed and became a terrible, terrible shadow of his former self. That's that entire chapter. So he became a baker. He became a baker. A baker. The bread man. The bread man was um, Panarin, the hockey player. He was the bread man. Panarin? He was a very good hockey player for like a year or two, and he was on the Blackhawks. His last name was Panarin, so they called him the bread man, like Panera. Uh, okay. That's apparently either a regional or obscure <laughs> joke. <laughs> Why does it have to be one or the other? It could be both. A regional obscure joke. It didn't feel obscure when I said it, so I'm feeling like it's regional. <laughs> you know what? Dan will get this. Dan, Dan will get it for sure. As Dan hops in to give credit to Alex for that joke. <laughs> he won't, because I didn't make the joke. It was not a legitimate joke. All right, I'm going on. I'm moving on. I'm going to tell more illegitimate jokes about this book. <sighs> so the story from the drunk man shook them all to their core, and they started arguing amongst themselves in the hotel room that night, the flickering candle throwing wild shapes across the room and making the atmosphere spookier. And as they yelled at each other, they just kind of spewed nonsense and tried not to look outside. And David's like, we can't leave without Senna. And everybody else is like, yes, we can. We super duper can. And uh, that was the basis of the argument. Jaleel stayed quiet until David turned home and was like, you didn't even say anything. And Jaleel's like, I too would like a hot shower, just like April said a minute or two ago. That's my take. And literally that ends the argument. They're all like, that point's wild. All right, let's go to bed. So they split up between the two beds. Christopher and David in one, Jaleel and April in the other. They did not undress, but not because of modesty, because they all wanted to be prepared to run when the inevitable shit hit the inevitable fan. I feel like they're both inevitable in this. <laughs> uh, you know what I got from that, though, is that the shit is inevitable. The fan is inevitable. The hitting of shit against fan, not inevitable. Not It can mm. be avoided. It can be avoided. The inevitable shit inevitably hit the inevitable fan. There we go. There, okay. now it's completed. There we go. Now it's completed. <laughs> Where did that expression come from? Uh, Alex, because it was very <laughs> different than the way the expression actually... There's no inevitability in in the actual expression, I think. But, like, where did the original expression come from? Yeah, That's I don't know. I, I think maybe... And this is, this, I'm going to guess before you get your, your correct Google answer, yeah. is that somebody was like, what would be a situation that would suck? And they were like, I think if there were a fan that were going and feces were to hit that fan <laughs> and feces were to spray all over all of us, that would suck. I have to read to you word for word the the line that Google gave me for the preview to the answer to this. Okay. Okay. The very first result 
The true origins of the expression shit hits the fan are largely undetermined, though some sources suggest that Canada is to blame. <laughs> Can I just get a t-shirt that says that? <laughs> oh no. You know what? It was somebody just going on like a tirade somewhere. They were like, like, man, this is shitty. And he's like, no, no, this isn't, this isn't even shitty. This is like if you took shitty and you threw it at a fan and the shitty just blew up all over the rest of us. Oh, maybe they mean like a fan, like a hockey fan. <laughs> no, let me tell you what the story is. Okay. Some sources suggest Canada is to blame. The next part of this is it might have come from a particularly picturesque Canadian military language of an early 20th century. Another suggestion is the idiom that descended from an old joke where a man in a crowded bar needed to defecate but couldn't find a bathroom. So he went upstairs to use a hole in the floor. Returning, he found everyone had gone except the bartender who was cowering behind the bar. When the man asked what had happened, the bartender replied, where were you when the shit hit the fan? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. That wow. that that phrase has now forever been changed for me. Whenever somebody <laughs> asks me something, I'm going to be like, "Well, where were you when the shit hit the fan?" Mhm. <laughs> yep. oh. Well. Well. Don't go upstairs to poop in a hole in the floor. Not even once. Yeah, go downstairs. <laughs> go downstairs. Or stay on the main level. One of the two. Go dig a hole. <laughs> Go dig a hole. Go to the outside, please. Go to Go the latrine. Where holes Go. are dug. Go to the outside where the animals shit. Because that's what you are. You're an animal. Yeah. Like Adam Levine. From up country. <laughs> like Adam Levine. <laughs> Took me a while, but I got it there. You did. I did it. You did. We had to lay the groundwork early. <laughs> And the groundwork was a hole in the second floor for somebody to poop in. Yep. This is my pooping hole. <laughs> okay, anyways. No, oh but the next time Scott starts telling a story and you get frustrated, just be like, I'm going upstairs to shit in the hole. And then I'll come back and I'll be like, where were you when shit hit the fan? God, I don't. Does Scott's coworkers? Does he do the same thing at work? Does he used to tell stories about me like that? They must think I'm so boring. I, if he tells stories about you shitting through a hole in the roof, they do not think you're boring. <laughs> so fucking Alex yesterday. I don't know what got into her. She pooped in the fan. Yeah, you do. You can see the evidence everywhere. Finishing this chapter, you can't stop me. Anymore. Oh, you're not even. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even, I'm finish, Why finish, are you apologizing? Finish the chapter, fan pooper. Shut Keep up, math bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be the documented start of Tim and my relationship falling apart. <laughs> oh. Uh. Anyways. They didn't get undressed because the reasons we talked about. Anyways, Julia laid awake forever and just stared at the ceilings trying to figure out where the poop was going to come from. 
for the reasons that we talked about, which, which was flipping in a fan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I won't. I won't revisit these reasons. I won't talk about We've already discussed the fan pooping. (laughs) I'm not talking about the fan pooping anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot talk about it any longer. Okay, listen. Jaleel goes to sleep and he wakes up at Boston Market, everyone's nightmare. And he grabs a piece of chicken. Damn it. It's just, it's, I wake up at Boston Market and I look up and I'm like, this is my nightmare. Somebody somebody leans over and says, this is everyone's nightmare. Have you had the Boston Market nightmare too? <laughs> it's well documented. It is. It's a well-known phenomenon. Like going to school naked or... Falling and then Boston Market. All your teeth fall out. Or you wake up at Boston Market. You get it. Okay. I'm going to derail one more time and then I swear to God. So the other day I told him about a dream I had about Josh Groban and Andalites. And we what? looked up what it meant and there was literal meaning. Like Josh Groban is a documented dream phenomenon. Okay. What what does it mean when you poop into a fan in your dreams? Like, what is that sign of? Inevitably hitting the inevitable fan. <laughs> the inevitable fan is a good podcast title. Why? For what? I don't know. I just like it. <laughs> okay. We'll use it. Hello. I am Tim, host of The Inevitable Fan. That would be a great podcast to just have people come on and give you a thing that they're a really big fan of. And yeah. you become the inevitable fan of the thing. <laughs> then I Aww. fucking take a big old shit on it. <laughs> you take a big oh. old shit on it. Become the inevitable, inevitable shit. Inevitably. Inevitable fan. Something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say inevitable a lot. Indubiously. <laughs> Wear that one out now. Some may blame Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Is it, ooh, ooh, it's me. I do. It's, it's Tim. Tim. It's That's Canada. Canada did that. Okay, anyways, he's at Boston Market. He takes his chicken out. He tries to cut it, but as he tries to cut the chicken, Senna's head starts growing out of the chicken, and he's like, oh, no, it's a double nightmare. Just like that. Those are word for word. All the way across the sky. That's it. That was, that was the chapter. That was... That was oh, okay. That we were trying to get through. That was all of it. That's the Don't plot of Inception. I've never seen that movie. Shocking. Oh, we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize there was a Senna chicken in it, though. Maybe yeah. I'll watch it now. Senna chicken. Cinnabon sister. Senna <laughs> chicken. Gross. They tried to go into the savory realm. We have to savory Senna. We can't leave without savory Senna. So now every fucking Apple Grant book series, we're gonna have to figure out what blah blah bond thing that they do that relates back to this. Like they stopped doing the Cinnabon and Animorphs, then they did the fucking Cinnabon because it's savory, and then we're gonna fucking what are we doing now? I don't know. We're gonna go into like Gone and have to figure out what in Gone we can relate back to Cinnabon. Cinna cabbage. Yeah.
Yeah. Cabbage bun. Cabbage bun. That's that. Ooh, Cab- cabbage bun. Cabbage bun. <laughs> bond. Cabbage bond. Cabbage patch bond. Cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> James Bond babies. <laughs> Sorry. Why did they never do a baby's version of James Bond? <laughs> right? That's the thing that media is missing. Yeah. That's exactly what media is missing. <laughs> or James Bond in space. Or James Bond Treasure Island. They did maybe. do James Bond in space. It was Moonraker. Of they did. Yeah. What? It's, it's a Roger Moore movie. And all the Roger Moore ones are bad. You know what? I'll say it. Mm. I don't know if there are any James Bond fans out there. Big Roger Moore fans. But they were all awful. But yeah, he's Moonraker. I'm fine with James Bond fans coming after me. I feel like I can say whatever yeah. I want. Yeah, I'm with you. Especially about the Roger Moore ones. About any of them. Yeah. I played the video game Golden against Eye. my will. Yeah, multiple times. Ooh. It was my best friend Nikki B in Canada's favorite video game. We didn't we didn't take to Gold Everybody in the world played Goldeneye, but we picked up a copy of Perfect Dark and we played that instead. I like Spyro. Yeah. Spire. I like Mario Party. <laughs> I like Barbie Riding Adventure. Oh my god. Is that the one where you could like make your horse and like change the colors on the horse and I think so. And you Whoa. feed it strawberries in the barn. And I was, I was like, Maybe. Can you really feed a horse strawberries? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unless they have the diabetes. <laughs> the horse diabetes. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Speaking of horse diabetes, let's talk about other real-world issues that actually affect people. There she is. There's the Paul Blart of podcasting. <laughs> Here I come on my segue. <laughs> it was a nightmare. He was asleep in the real world and the ever world. His boss, who is now Hetwan, was yelling at him to get the white meat. And he tries, but the chicken is fully senna and he can't move the knife through her body. So instead he's like, what if I cut off my own hands with the knife? And then he's like, I'm going to try it. There will be no more hand washing. And then as he's wondering if he can cut his own hands off, he starts laughing and wakes up in his own bed, in his own house. His sister's asleep in the room. His parents are asleep too. He gets up to go pee and to wash his hands, and suddenly he's in chem lab washing his hands, and he's crying. And there's a voice behind him that's like, I can help you, and it's Senna. And she's like, I'm going to help you with this problem. And he's standing there, like, living his nightmare, his hands dripping water like he's a weird surgeon, and he's like, no, you can't help me. OCD is a real thing, and I have it, and it's fine, and I'm learning to live with it. And then she's like, no, touch me. He's like... No, because that's a fucking weird thing to ask somebody. And she's like, come on, I'll help you. And he does feel drawn to her. He's like, she's pretty. She's not beautiful, but she does have a quality about her that is charming in some way that I cannot define. And then she's like, come on, touch me, have faith in me. And he's like, immediate no for me. Immediate, I don't do faith. Immediate no. This relationship will not work out. And she's like, okay, okay. What about a deal then? You step closer to me and I'll step closer to you and we'll make contact. And apparently that's like enough where he's like, all right. And so they touch and all of a sudden his OCD is gone. His brain quiets down and he doesn't feel the urges to like wash his hands seven times anymore and everything else he has to do. And he's like, what will you demand of me to give me this? And she's like, really? You just think that I'm this type of person? (laughs) But then actually she is that type of person. She's like, commit to me, do my bidding, come whenever I call. And Jaleel's like, 
no. And uh, then they break contact and the OCD comes back full force and Jalil wakes up again. He's like, oh no, another nightmare, except this one was actually a memory and legitimately happened. And then he gets up to go pee finally. Was I the only one who thought about how disappointed he would be when trying to cut off his hands when he got to the second one? Yes, I thought about that too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you can cut off one. Yeah. Oh no. And they'd be like, oh, I didn't think this through. Oh. Not even a little. Yep. No. Look over at your Kim Lab partner. Uh, but yeah, Sin is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. She's and terrible. also this is this is something that makes me think that the, the the Everworld thing is as as real as it might be is not a tangible place mm-hmm. for the fact that the OCD does not travel with him. It's more like a place that your spirit is at that feels like it's tangible. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. It yes. would. I don't know if that's accurate mm. at all, but that's sort of like a read that I got on it. Or maybe that's you very interesting inhabit a physical form that's not your. Not the same one as your, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're yeah. not, you don't necessarily I, travel with all your ailments. I forgot. Do injuries travel between the two bodies? I don't know that it's come up. I don't think they have. Um, but nobody said anything about David's leg being cut up. After yeah, they yeah. I don't, him. I, I don't know that it's necessarily okay. Yeah, but there. Because then that checks out. Yeah, it, it. None of their injuries have been so aggressive that they. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's not like anybody mm-hmm. lost any limbs or broke any bones or anything like yeah. that. So, well, Jaleel got like a pretty bad like eye injury yeah. last book, but I don't think it but... was mentioned on whether or not it traveled with him or not. Yeah, and I feel like that's something his at least yeah. his parents would be like, "What the fuck is yeah. wrong with your eye?" <laughs> so, yeah, I assume that the injuries don't travel. Damn, they should try the fucking death and everworld thing. I'm telling you, it's almost got to the point. Where it's so bad that I would at least I would be very close to contemplating, like like trying it, because it's yeah. so awful on one side of the thing, and then it's made it worse by being able to go back home. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. It's like Tobias is torture. Yeah, it really is. Ugh, it's a lot like that. Uh-huh. I hadn't thought of that. Uh-huh. You guys sent me off on this whole thing in my mind about this being just like Z-Space rules then, like part of their body right, got sucked right. into mm-hmm. Everworld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like not the whole. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. Senna sucks though. Senna does suck. Yeah. Senna does Jeez. super suck. Garbage. I'm going to hold you hostage, but, you know. Yeah. And like that's that's the other part of this. Like Jaleel didn't ever agree. Mm-hmm. He said no. Mm-hmm. Like... So he shouldn't, and I don't think he has been, but he's like not as powerfully enchanted as the rest of them, but he really shouldn't be enchanted by Senna all that often. He was marked, though. He was marked. And I think that's more important than the the consent uh, in, in Senna's eyes, is that she picked him as a, as a target for yeah. whatever it is that she's actually looking for. And so she wasn't, she wasn't looking for people who would agree to go with her. She was looking for people that she could use. Son is the worst. The worst. Almost as bad as hell. Let's talk about it. David woke them up in Everworld to the shrill sound of a woman talking and sing-songing a little rhyme to herself. And they're like, what do we do? What do we do? And Jaleel's like, how about we look the fuck outside? So he does. And he sees under the moonlight a figure approaching. 
her sing song began to mention the three and the useless fourth. And they're like, is she talking about us? And yes, she was definitely talking about them. The door to the room bursts open and they're like, vacate immediately. This building's going to be brought down if you guys don't get the fuck out of here. Also, don't let her see April. April is a great beauty. And this, this lady is very, very jealous of that shit. So they run out down the stairs into the deserted streets and they see these two men slip around a corner. So they're like, okay, this is the only people we've seen. Follow them. They creep through the dark hand in hand, but they do not get away. The terror queen finds them and Jaleel is entranced because she is giant and beautiful and she has long legs and good boobs and the shape of her ear and fingers are so precious. And then she turns to face Jaleel and he starts screaming. That's that chapter. You know how she do. <laughs> you get it. Anyways, okay, so this woman is half death, half decay. Half of her body is perfect and beautiful and entrancing like a movie star. And the other half is rotten and chaotic and missing an eye. And there's worms eating away at her tongue and her flesh. And Jaleel's like, I want to scream and moan in equal parts. But most of all, he was paralyzed to the spot. And it's broken into by April going, what do you want? And Jaleel was like, how could April talk to her? How does she not feel this paralyzation? I am caught in this spell. And then he's like, ah, yes, April is a girl. And the terror queen goes after the boys. And then this, <laughs> in a fucking wild turn, I promise you this is real. This half dead, half living terror queen turns to them and is like, I want what any woman wants. I want to be held, caressed, loved, kissed, blah, blah. And Jaleel is like, ah, of course we are here to be her harem. That is why we are guarded by eunuchs. This makes sense now. And she's like, come with me now. I will sleep with all of these boys. It will be great. And April cuts in something like, you must. And she's like, must? I must do nothing. I will do nothing you demand of me. Fuck you. I am hell, Loki's daughter. No one can tell me what to do. And then she's like, guards, bring them. And like, they were swept up by these guards that they didn't even notice surrounding them because they were so entranced with hell. And uh, she starts leading them through this town, smashing in windows on the way, just for fun. Just for funsies. A little fun window smash on the way out. You know, like one does. They follow her down this weird path that has high sides on it because they're literally like, people would just jump in, in the water. If they didn't put these guardrails here, people would fall. It's like Niagara Falls, but mythical. So anyways, they go down this pathway and the eunuchs are surrounding them, scooching them along. And Jaleel like trips and then gets like pulled up and the moonlight breaks through. And Jaleel recognizes that the guard that pulled him up was the one who had burnt his hand on the sword. So this guy like flashes his open palm that's still like blistered up and then like looks forward. And Jaleel's like, you're trying to communicate with me, but I have no fucking idea what you're trying to say. So he just gives up immediately. Uh, April is realizing now that the moonlight is out that they're not walking on perfectly round white cobblestones. Those are human skulls. And she's like, oh God. And soon soon enough, they're at the entrance of the cave. And Jaleel's like, oh God, there's human skulls here. There's this guy, there's hell. I just wanna run, I wanna escape. But then hell turns, so only her beautiful side is being revealed. And Jaleel stumbles forward towards her, helpless in her enchantment, and she laughs at his weakness. And as he stumbles into the cave, he realizes that these skulls, some of them were no longer bone white. In fact, some of them were still covered in hair and skin and moving. 
and moaning and crying. And these were men buried so that only their heads were exposed. And the further they go into the cave, the more alive men there were. And then they reach the point where there's a fresh trench waiting to receive its next victims. Okay. I think we can all agree that I am not the smartest man on the planet. Um, If there is a way to misunderstand something that has been said, written, spoken, anything, I will find that way. And I will take the wrong context, the wrong meaning of a word. I'll read the word wrong. I'll read it as a different word. I will misunderstand anything if given the slightest opportunity. I got so mad at Jaleel. I was like, put it together, bud. The sword works. Use the sword. That's what he's telling you. He's saying, free us all and kill her. And I got that immediately. And he's like, yep. I don't know what you're saying, bud. And I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Bangs head against desk. Like, figure it out. But did you see how she was so distracting with her beauty and her horror? I get that. I do. I do. So it would be hard to accomplish if only we could find a way. Somebody who wasn't, I don't know, enthralled. But to not put it together, like that's the part that I just can't. Like I'm like, dude. Dude. Dad. He's literally like... He's opening the book for your quiz. <laughs> yeah. She my hand? See how it's blistered? <laughs> yeah. Remember what happened? And then he like is like that bitch. Yeah. Eh? He did eh? burnt hand finger guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kinda it's kinda hard to miss that one. Yeah. But you know the uh the guys in the ground with the head sticking out. Very endling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Also very, very horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very, like, that would be very upsetting. A little bit. Yeah. And be like, I don't want to die here. Or I maybe I do want to die here. I don't want to live here. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. I don't want to exist in this space. It's, yeah. I, I, I not will not be joy. taking part in this timeshare. <laughs> I would look at Hell every time she walked past and say, I'm uncomfortable with the aura created in the cavern today until she cut my head off. <laughs> Take two times, I think. Uh. All right, are you ready for our last bonus Tim chapter? Yes. Do it. Okay. We were going to stop here, but not today. Nope. Today, Hell led them further into the cavern, casually asking them about like what they did in their spare time and... What was her favorite color? And did you want to see her dog? You can't see her dog. Her dog eats puppies. But, you know, maybe sometime. Anyways, they're like, we're minstrels. And she's like, ooh, delightful, like a little child. Uh, So the eunuchs kind of fall away and disappear as they walk into this cavern. But these shadowy creatures were flitting just on the edges of their vision. Eventually, these creatures begin to pop out and be like, hey, hell, there's borders that need guarding. And she's like, fuck off. Go guard them from this person and not Hades. Hades was the only one I remembered because Hades is easy for me to remember. Uh, Then this other one's like, hey, we were doing a construction on this tunnel and it collapsed. And she's like, go find the people in the tunnel that it collapsed on and use their bones to shore up the next tunnel. And then... There's like, hey, your father's messenger is here. And she's like, my father's messengers are always here. And she like entertains this for a little bit. And then she dismisses them all with this wave of her hand. 
And that's when the darkness turns kind of into mists. And before long, they're stepping out of this mist into this large cavern. And it seemed almost like a city with skyscrapers on either side. But instead of buildings, these were large blocks of black ice cut flat on the side that lined the pathway. And as they walked along, Hell stopped so they could look at her horror museum from Hell. The first one, she's like, this is a Viking man. His name is Baldur. He's cool. And the next one, blue aliens with multiple limbs. And then, like, more gods and shit. And then finally she stops in front of one particularly fierce-looking Viking with piercing blue eyes and wild hair holding a sad mockery of a hammer made of wood and nails. And she's like, this is Thor. And then she's like, the hammer, of course, went to my dad because that was the deal. But this is Thor. And her message was clear. If I can do this to Thor, what can I do to you, puny, sad human people? She led them further. They entered a throne room where she sat on a throne made of bones and she demanded it was time for them to perform. And they're like, we don't want to. She's like, it's okay, I've got this. She covers her face and body with the same gossamer fabric that her dress was made out of. And now that they cannot see the features of her face, she's like, there, now you won't be scared to perform. And Jaleel looks up and he didn't scream this time. It was easier. But then she's like, hurry. And they're like, why are we hurrying? And she's like, I have so much to do, especially for you, sad little solemn man. And she reaches out her foot and it comes towards Jaleel and it makes contact with him. And he falls to the ground in so much agony and in so much ecstasy that he like blacks out for a second. She's like, see what I can do, little man. I will tear your mind in two, Jaleel. And he's like, how the fuck do you know my name? And she laughs and starts naming them all. She's like, this is Christopher and David and April. And those three idiots are all like, oh my God, she's a mind reader. And Jaleel's like, no, Senna has been here and she said our names. We are on her trail. And that was that chapter that Tim had us read extra. Okay. So (laughs) the reason that I wanted to read that chapter is because I feel like it's important that Thor shows up in hell mm-hmm. uh now the i have a couple of things that i'm curious about right because ka Nor was the one who supposedly killed thor right yeah he picked, chewed up thor and spit the mjolnir back out right yeah mm-hmm. so did that happen and he was somehow transported to hell after that happened or did that never happen and did loki and hell pull some stuff and just trap Thor somehow down here and then start spreading the rumor. So now it's possible in my head that there is no Ka Nor. There's no at Ka all. Nor. Oh, this is just yeah, this is just Loki playing games. Holy shit. So like or there is a Ka Nor and he's in on none of this. Like there's a bunch of things and this is why I thought it was so important that we read this chapter. How did Thor really end up down here? And that is a very important question, as opposed to the Helmicron thing that I thought you were trying to leave. Me to. <laughs> also, also, like side note, I yeah. don't, I don't like hell. It is funny to freeze Thor with the little fake wooden hammer. It like is that is a funny. funny bit. Like I got to give yeah. credit where credits due. Like you know, game recognized game. That's a good goof. Hell, but yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know. I feel like a lot sort of hinges on that little bit of Thor just showing up there and they just kind of glaze over it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's kind of an important, important thing. And that's why it like, it goes back to what Casey was saying, which I hope I didn't shut you down too hard at the beginning. Uh, Casey, but is the same thing about how stuff not necessarily 
lining up with them trying to you know get Senna mm-hmm. to like all that stuff not necessarily tracking through this book and I'm like well maybe it's because Logie's making this stuff up mm-hmm. and so that's mm-hmm. why the story's not necessarily standing or- I wonder how much of the reality of the fabric of this world hinges on Loki mm. right and like that's th- we have to see earlier comment about me misunderstanding and getting a lot of stuff wrong I may be jumping to like wild conclusions here maybe it was Mm-mm. just like obvious that that's what happened is that thor got killed by Condor, and that's where you go is you go to hell like uh, maybe that's just understood but like i couldn't help but think that that i'm like they're playing games and then the way hell was like look at what i did and i'm like "Mm -mm, Condor did that and then i'm like or did he (laughs) or or she or them i mean loki is a trickster god right yeah this whole thing could be just a big or Connor did eat Thor and then he found a hole in the ground and shit in the fan shit in the fan (laughs) I'm sorry did I take your punchline I'm sorry (laughs) anyway no I, I like that theory a lot yeah yeah, I you know what? I think what lends more merit to it as well was the nuance that part of the deal was my dad got Mjolnir. Right. Because uh-huh. that's that that wasn't like, oh, he just went to hell. Yeah. That was it, we planned this. Look mm-hmm. what I did. Part of the yeah. deal was my dad got the hammer. Yeah. You know, those were two things that like don't necessarily jive with the idea of Condor having done anything. Mm-hmm. And her whole th- spiel, like the entire introduction to her was all she was kind of like She's not the smartest, right? Like, she's powerful, yeah. but she's, like, skipping around, doing weird shit, not putting it all together. Like, mm, yeah. 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 I like that a lot. Yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. And it also kind of fits with the whole Everworld is a kooky-ass place. Well, it, it would kind of fit with Loki running things. Yes, it mm-hmm. would. Yeah. So does that mean he also made or invented the Hetwan? Perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he made or invented the Helmicrons. I think that's clear based <laughs> yeah. on the uh-huh. ice block Helmicron in hell. Right, right. Oh, Helmicron. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh. They're Helmicrons. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're going to get a cease and desist letter from Catherine to be like, stop airing all my secrets. <laughs> yeah, that's why she'll send the cease and desist. <laughs> Not for the slander. <laughs> but uh, I couldn't help but think that too when you said that there was a Helmicron in ice. And I'm like, does that mean that everybody in Everworld is just tiny? They're, yes. just, they're all sized. <laughs> Every night they shrink. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this is the least powerful place in Everworld, because it's run by all the men. And we all know that in Helmicron land. Uh, <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. Which also fits oh. with Hell being in charge. Yes, it uh-huh. does. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, all uh-huh. of this fits oh, entirely too well. Yeah. I don't like th- this. is like the conspiracy. fucking Avril Lavigne conspiracy. <laughs> 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 oh, no. The next, like, mythological creatures we're going to find are going to be the chi, and Alex is going to lose her shit. I'm going to lose it. You're going to, like, it'll be the recording where it's, like, just Casey and Tim on the line. Like, <laughs> so anyways, we're here to record Animorphs Anonymous tonight. <laughs> Alex had to stop. 
At the end, the main villain turns around and it's just a rat named David. <laughs> and no. then, wielding Mjolnir, a giant, powerful, muscular, blonde god comes raging <laughs> in the lands. Hell it yeah. is Rachel. It is Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, no, I, I do, like, book one, book two, I'm like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a neat world, but I don't, you know, care... After book four, I'm like, all right, let's go. I fucking, I'm so invested. I'm so interested now. Like, I'm kind of excited for the next book to see if it's like, what's David going to be like now? Are we going to like David? Yeah. Uh, In book five? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah, because it's David. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. It's like it's hit its stride now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Realm of the Reaper is also... A metal ass name. Yes, it is. It's a lot better than book three's name. So blue oyster cult. Yeah. <laughs> you are just a just an odd collection of facts. Just things <laughs> jokes I make and they go right over your head and then you throw blue oyster cult. And I'm like, how <laughs> That's why you gotta keep trying, Tim. You never know what will land with me. <laughs> you know what? feel like Canada's to blame. <laughs> That's who most people blame when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> I love this growing lexicon of like inside jokes and bits that <laughs> we're accumulating. Yeah, if I had to refer to it as one thing, it would be a sapphic Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Fucking foliage. Fucking foliage. <laughs> No, yeah, well, I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Me I'm too. Ready for more. Are mm. you enjoying it as much as you enjoy an, a seven minute outro? I, I do love a good seven minute good God. Paul Blart's on that segue today. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Blart's riding strong. Yeah. <laughs> Actually I just have this image of Alex Roman riding two segues. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit well i'm gonna ride on into the outro if you want to tell us about your theory on where shit hit the fan came from you can do that at anonymous at gmail.com please please do that please, please do, do that, that. <laughs> please uh you can also do that on our uh, Facebook groups, which are Animorphs Anonymous or Apple Grant Book Club. You can do it on Twitter at Animorphs Anon or Apple Grant Cast. You can do it on Instagram at Animorphs Anonymous or Apple Grant Book Club. Or you can join our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites, where we can talk about it in secret. Or. Or. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Okay. You can come hit the shit fan at our Discord server. That, that we run um, you can do all sorts of stuff in there and you can meet cool Animorphs fan you can talk to Alex and me and tell us about your fan shitting theories um, and or hit experiences us up on, or experiences with that and hit us up on any of our socials and come do that there's lots of fun people and we have a good time there this would be a shit fan discord channel <laughs> talk about shit hitting the fan in our rage against the machine <laughs> The first person to come to me and ask to join our Discord and demand that they get the shit hitting the fan channel. (laughs) I will grant this to you. This will be your channel. (laughs) 
Oh, boy. Uh, what if I'm really tired of talking to people and just want to read something fantastic quietly to myself? Read Everworld. No. Um, Other than Everworld. Okay. There's something that I make and draw. And when, when the fuck is this going up? March. Uh, it's March. Uh, just started airing new pages publicly again after a little bit of a hiatus. It's my webcomic. It's called Beastside You. It's about music and romance. It is free to read at bsideyoucomic.com. It is free to read on Tapas and Webtoons. And if you read it and you're like, hey, this is, this is all right. I'm going to throw some money at the problem. Go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash kcdstudios and throw money at the problem that is me. <laughs> Alms. For only $7,286 a month, you can also get the Slater cast over at patreon.com slash KCD Studios, which is where Casey does all of her webcomic, all of her B-side you stuff that's wonderful, and I hawk a fake podcast that doesn't exist that superhero <laughs> Dan and I do. So get on it. Pay us 8000 whatever I just said, something dollars a month. <laughs> It just went up that quick. It it was, I think it was already 000. at 8,000. Oh, shit, to 8,000. <laughs> Listen, I am the trickster god of Casey's Patreon. <laughs> Not only am I the Paul Blart of podcasting. <laughs> I am the Loki of Casey's Patreon. Join me. And as the trickster god, you employ a, a minion... A Timian. A Timian. My Timian! <laughs> Where can I... we find my Timian? So, okay. You can find me at... Uh, what is it? Horsegirls.club. I do a podcast called Horsegirls <laughs> with with Alex and Jenna and it's great. And I also do late starters with these two fine people in Austin. Um, but the Timian... My... Twitter profile picture. This is how you'll know if you found the right at Remo Beware. There's only one, but whatever. Uh, it's because my Twitter profile picture is a picture of a tiny me eating a large M&M. And it's me as a as a diamond from, what was it, the Golden Compass? What is Yeah, what is the, the Golden uh, Compass. Yeah. If I were Alex's diamond, his demon <laughs> with an A. It's <laughs> Oh, oh, great Patreon, Loki. What other podcasts do you do? I do one more. Oh, I do one more Patreon podcast. No, wait, just a regular podcast. <laughs> but we do have a Patreon. Whatever, it's fine. I'll say whatever I want. Dungeons and Draken Beams. It's an Animorphs D&D podcast that I am on, as well as Horse Girl Jenna, as well as Austin, as well as Nate. And we do this podcast where we go and we touch animals. We turn into them. We fight things. Sometimes Helmicrons. We legitimately have fought Helmicrons on that show in the Christmas episodes, but still, uh, yeah, it's great. It's I thought, great. I thought that was this show. That is the, well, it's a and db Animorphs Anonymous crossover show universe. that is canon in universe. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I, it's hard. It's hard to keep up with the, the Loki Multiverse. Casey's Patreon. It is. It is. I am a trickster. Yeah. Is that it? Did we do yeah. It? it? Yeah. Yeah. We did do it. We did it so good. Let's send this bitch to hell. <laughs> Let's make like an eight-legged horse and <laughs> run jankedly. <out. laughs>
slipping here on out of here. <laughs> the extra legs just kind of windmill around <laughs> as they're running. Like not Yeah. 